The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. If you're hanging out on the YouTubes, I'm Will Brinson, I'm your host. If you're hanging out on the YouTubes, it is still Monday, December 20th. If you're listening to the podcast, probably uh, Tuesday, December 21st. Good news is you still got more football coming on Tuesday. Two more games at 7 p.m. We are going to recap the both Monday night games. Joining me to do so, Ryan Wilson, John Breach. What's up, boys? This must be what it feels like to cover Major League Baseball. I joked about that earlier. And Jesus Christ, <laughs> a lot of terrible football. I love football, but that was a lot of terrible football on Monday. You know, uh, Wilson's upset when he's dropping the JCs five days before <laughs> Christmas. My goodness, it's the man's birthday. Can you leave his name off your lips, Wilson? Guy, guy's turning 14 billion years old. Leave him alone. Jesus or me? You, no, no, Jesus is only... Jesus is what, uh, 2021, 22, 21. Yeah. It'll be 2021. Happy. There you go. Happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> Anywho, a lot of bad football. If you're watching on the YouTubes, we didn't expect a Jesus, Jesus heater. Shout out Charlie Whitehurst. If you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button. If you're listening on Spotify and we're cool with wherever you listen to this podcast. We appreciate y'all. You are the best audience in the world, but if you're listening on Spotify specifically, they have introduced a new rating system 15 years into this, you know, music revolution app. And we'd love if you gave us a five-star rating. All you gotta do is on your app. Boom. Five stars. It's brand new. They just started doing it. So hit it up, help us out, throw us the proverbial bone. Give us a high five on Spotify. That's much better than whatever I... I just came with yeah. that off the top of my head. Crazy, huh? Crazy. Insane. I should be a writer. Okay. Um, I haven't really looked at the run. I guess we're starting with Bear. Where do we all start? I mean, with these these games, are so, these games are bad. They're so bad. We'll start with the Vikings and the Bears and the insanity that was a 17-9 to finish with the Vikings win over Chicago. I mean, I don't... I don't – the Bears shouldn't have scored nine points because they scored the final touchdown – or they scored the, the touchdown on the final play of the game. And we've already done the – that's why we're running late on starting this stream is Breach and me and Wilson were digging through the rule book to figure out if they should have kicked the extra point. They should not have. Um, they – I've never seen a team get 21 first downs, 300-plus yards, and three points, which is – basically what they had was that garbage touchdown. Matt Nagy looked like he was going to punch a referee at one point. The whole game. I'm not yeah. a Matt Nagy fan, but I give the guy credit for it because I, I felt like that, that at times watching the officiating, and I have no interest because – no rooting interest because I'm not a fan of whatever team, and this is not the Bears game, but throughout the season. And he, he was uh, representing every fan – who's ever watched the game and gone, what are we doing here? What like, are we that's doing? That's what I imagine you doing with a visor on at your kids, like athletic events. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's about right. Like Yelling at officials. Coming out of your bald head with a visor on. Officials you... making $8 an hour. Got some old man with no hair yelling and screaming at him. That's right. That's exactly right. That's a good call. That's right. Yeah, we broke down the rule book discussion, Molly, off, <laughs> off air, so we didn't have to do it on air. It did take longer than expected. The NFL rule book, very convoluted and annoying. Um, as was evidenced by the way the officials called that game. I, and and that it was, was one of the man. worst. We've seen some badly officiated games this year, and this was easily one of the worst. And one call I will point to right now because it was a game changer. Uh, Vikings' first possession after halftime. They're facing a third and 17. And at this point in the game, it is only 10 to nothing. So as bad as the Bears have been on offense, or it's 10 to 3. It's 10 to 3. The Bears are absolutely still in it. Vikings facing third and 17 from their own, uh, where were they? From their own 15-yard line. Dalvin Cooks gets tackled for like a five-yard gain. 
sure punt situation. No, the ref throws a flag and calls a Bears defensive player for a low block. This for is the guy. Somebody. This is the guy who t- made the tackle on Dalvin Cook. Got called for a low block because he jumped at K- Cook's legs to tackle him and and took out a Vikings offensive lineman while he was trying to make the tackle. Like, what are you supposed to do? So that play is a 15 yard penalty. The, the Vikings get an automatic first down on third and 17 or third and 18 or whatever it was, and and then they go down and score a touchdown on that drive. Uh, which, by the way, that drive also had a third and three where the Vikings got stuffed for a two-yard loss, uh, and that would have been a punting situation. But then the Bears got called for unnecessary roughness, and again, uh, the Vikings were given a free first down. So 30 yards in that drive came from two 15-yard penalties that ended with a touchdown for Minnesota, and once they scored, they were 17-3. The game was effectively over. So, I mean, the refs basically gave them a touch on that drive, and that felt like the as bad as Minnesota was. And... and as bad as Chicago and Minnesota, it was just an ugly game, and the refs giving Minnesota 30 yards just doesn't help. And what set Nagy off wasn't even those two plays because prior to that, the pass break up in the middle of the field where the defender, the Bears defender, hit the ball, and then his forearm hit the head of the, the Vikings receiver. That's suddenly a flag. And by the way, when John Perry, the former NFL official who works for ESPN now as a rules official in the booth, is like 5-0 five, five and oh going with uh, the opposite of what was called on the field, maybe you should reevaluate what you're doing. Just a thought. You got seven guys out there all wearing blinders, apparently. Again, no rooting interest, but I'm watching this game going, why? Why is it this difficult? And then, you know, towards the end of the game, Matt Nagy was flipping out because he was about to throw a challenge flag on a play that I can't remember. And magically, and this is Brent's thing, someone uh, in outer space said, hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> Just do the other, do the, do the, pull a Costanza, do the opposite. No need for him to throw the challenge flag. What are we doing? I'm going to, like, you guys are the ones lashing at the officials, so I'm not going to. I don't want to go into a whole. And again, you know, I don't even care. Like, I think it's sort of. I fun. don't either. It's the Vikings and the Bears. Who gives a crap? But, like, okay, <laughs> a, a couple of things. One, the point about the. I mean, I'm not. Am I, am I, I mean, am I crazy? Am I wearing a tinfoil hat? And I just. And I'm, I'm, it, look, it's entirely possible. It's been a weird 24 months. If you take your hat off, we could see your hair plugs and see if there's a tinfoil hat underneath the hat above your hair plugs. It's been a weird 24 months. <laughs> and or 18 months or whatever it is. And by the way, if you if you want some entertainment about it, you should definitely go watch the uh, South Park uh, COVID part two special on Paramount Plus. If you haven't, have you watched the second one, Breach? I have not watched it yet. It is. It's good. It's you good. know what I did? Though? Listen, I watched- you should watch it because they make fun of something close and dear to your heart. I'll watch it. If you guys watch Reno 911, search for QAnon, which comes out December 23rd. I was going to watch yeah. it. I even fired up Paramount Plus and then up on the screen where they try to lure you in to watch something else. They had a quiet place, too, and I hadn't seen that. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that. And then I watched that instead of the second. Isn't that a movie about someone who kills people? No. It's, it's about it's, uh... aliens who come and kill you yeah. if you talk. Which, if they lived here, you'd be the first one to die, Brenton. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. down hard. Got a loud mouth dunk Walked out of that. Right into it. Right into it. That was pretty good. Um, so anyway, on the officiating thing, I, I mean, good. am I going insane? Did the NFL at any point announce a formal no. decision to utilize central replay command more aggressively in games? They no, did not, but- right? I'll say this: like I don't care if they get it right, but it is no, random. I, I like it, but I, I it's a hundred percent random. And that's, shows that's up more in primetime games. First of all, second of all, they never told anyone they were going to do this, and it, it's not like the NFL works for the government is required to like issue a public creed, like 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 or you know, they don't have to tell everyone what's happening. I guess, but I mean, it's sort of weird to all of a sudden in the middle of the season start just flipping reviews like this. Out of nowhere, like Matt Nagy threw his challenge flag and they they basically threw the guy a bone and said, hey, look, we're sorry about what's happening tonight. We're not going to make you use that challenge flag. Uh, we're going to overturn this for you. You get to keep your challenge. I mean, I almost I don't know if I like this better. or wor- I don't know if I like this Walt Anderson. It's fine that if they get it right, command better or worse than I like Al Riveron's little lounging in his pajamas and drinking a Mai Tai <laughs> pajamas in the jacuzzi. It's better because they get these calls right sure for sure but it's more like wizard of oz man behind the curtain don't look and see what he's doing just turn the other way and i'll let you know when i'm ready to give you an answer yeah but then the flip side of that is how dumb do you look in Very a dumb. time game when you challenge a play like uh the darnell mooney catch in the end zone which clearly the eye in the sky has already looked at it and said yeah that's not a touchdown so otherwise they would have 
peeped down to the ref and said, hey, you need to flip that and call it a touchdown. And or, Matt Nagy challenged mean, what, it anyway. Would they? How would we know what they were supposed to do or what their plan is? I think they got that one right, although it was close. I no. think the takeaway for us collectively and everyone on planet Earth who's watching these games is that the referees on the field typically have no idea what, what's going on. Uh, let me ask you this, Breach, because I think well, you, yeah, you I, actually – Sorry, talk- I just want to have one more thing to this. Yeah, yeah. The way to do this is to yeah, – No, to be more and be more aggressive in how you are going to implement this eye-in-the-sky method and take some of the burden off the referees on the field. I'm fine have- with that. They no, have way right. too much going on. If they do, if they clearly, make, clearly, they're they're like a seventy-five-year-old substitute teacher uh, going to uh, lean on me. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie back in the day with with uh, uh, what's his name? Dang it, I can't remember his name. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Wilson Morgan Freeman. Uh, Morgan Freeman was the principal. <laughs> came in and fixed fixed the uh, fixed the school. But or, uh, uh, yeah. or uh, what was the one with uh, Coolio and Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, the same thing. Substitute teacher show. A, a, a tale as old as time. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, but, about but, but, but they the, need to be nothing. consistent, and, and that's that's dangerous minds, Yes, I know. Yeah, oh. just substitute teacher was with uh, yes, when I walked through the they quote, the, yeah, yeah, walked through was the with Tom. The shadow of death. I take a look at my life. Oh boy, yeah, boy, we don't need you guys want to hear me. You guys want to hear me rap? Br- uh, I actually, curiously, I do want to hear you. <laughs> actually, yeah, would, yeah, well, then you need to download my rap podcast that I do on Wednesdays. Okay. Uh, wait, let me ask Brent, Brent, Breach a question because he mentioned this in our little private chat, uh, invite only. Uh, what do you think? Someone asked in the in the uh, there's a path asked. <laughs> I love that name by the way. In the chat, <laughs> should Kendricks have been ejected for uh, the blow to to the head to Justin Fields? I'm fine with that because <laughs> I, don't know. I, I mean, think I I think he should too. I I was okay with that. That as well. was an egregious hit. It looked and, egregious. And and like even by the way, he, shout out to your word of day calendar for using egregious there. I do have a word of day calendar. Thank you very much. Uh, but it was that bad. And, as lo- you know, it's not a college thing where he's ejected for the next game because then I would say probably not. But for the rest of this game, I think it's fine. The, it, I don't mind the ejection for the play. In a vacuum, I don't mind the ejection. I just don't understand. <laughs> what like, They never eject anyone. You never – we saw an offensive offsides in this game and – and eject, like, they never eject anyone for anything in the NFL. I, that really felt like the ejection part of that felt like the ultimate makeup call. We're like, man, we've been screwing over the Bears this whole yeah. entire game. I mean, the fact that Justin Fields almost didn't get the flag on the play where he kneeled down right in front of the ref and the ref just stared at him as he was yelling. And then Brinson, your eye in the sky guy in New York must have said to the ref, hey, man, he was kneeling down. And then that guy body slammed him. I think the ref just thought he just got tackled and sacked. And Fields was like, man, I was, I, I gave myself up. What am I supposed to do? And the guy put all his weight on him. I mean, it was insane. And then the, the flag finally comes in late. Uh, it was so bizarre. This whole game it was, was a, bizarre. It was a comedy of errors. And probably the, the most comedic part of this whole thing was Matt Nagy was desperately like Billy Martin with the Yankees, me going old school and getting thrown out of a, out of a baseball game. He could not get thrown out. Like he had to start throwing <laughs> haymakers. No, like he, no, he, like, he was like, he got the first on sports. Also, like he got screwed on a penalty. And then gets the unsportsmanlike conduct. He's just berating these refs on the sideline. I that was as happy as I've ever been with Matt Nagy. And but at that point, you're so, it's such a weird spot because you you've your team has been assessed fifteen been not assessed a fifteen yard penalty in the first place. You're irate about it, and then the ref is going to jab you with another fifteen yards, and, and that's then, what's infuriating. Like, as Breach just noted, they weren't going to call the Justin Fields thing to the to the eleventh hour. It felt like, but that. Side judge could not wait to throw a flag on Matt Nagy because he made fun of his grandma's whatever he ended up saying. If, get if Matt Nagy, I, I, mean, I said this on Twitter, but like if Matt Nagy had sprinted out onto the field and tackled one of those refs and <laughs> and then thrown his challenge flag on him and like challenge this, son, he would have he he probably he's getting fired. Maybe there's jail time. Folk hero. Surely there's a civil lawsuit and and all kinds of problems, but he would go down in bare like people would completely changed their opinion of Matt Nagy as, as the Bears head coach. Just no one, like, we don't even talk about it, but we love Travis Kelsey. We picked the challenge flag or the the, the the yellow flag and threw it four or five years ago. That was hilarious. Why not? Yeah. Well, and, and people haven't seen that kind of emotion from Matt Nagy. He's usually on the sideline and you're thinking, what is that guy even doing? It was like the Jason Garrett's headset even on joke. And tonight you knew it was on and he wanted to win this game. And then you almost felt bad for him because all those felt bad for him. I definitely, I mean, he was a hero. He was like a tragic hero. (laughs) 
Um, and and to tell you how bizarre, and Brent, you kind of lose this at the beginning, how bizarre this game was before that kind of Hail Mary touchdown at the end. The Bears got in the Vikings territory seven times before that final possession and did not score a single touchdown, got three total points. So they got one field goal and their other six possessions ended with two fumbles, uh, three failed fourth downs and a missed field goal. And on the flip side, the Vikings only had 193 yards of offense and we're only the fourth team to win a game this year with under 200 yards of offense. By the way, uh, Breach, let's circle back again. We go through this every day because now they have games every day of the week. Uh, our buddy Kirby Cousins finished with 87 passing yards. Uh, you got to win a game tomorrow with average team. Are you taking Carson Wentz? Are you taking Kirk Cousins? Who played yesterday? That's also in the mix. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, Kirby Cousins. Average team. You need to win a game to make the is, playoffs. Is it like a 1 p.m. game or is it prime time? Uh, the game is at midnight. <laughs> All right, well, Wentz is in bed. Uh, Tannehill's out hunting, so I guess Cousins is like your only shirt. You know what? There's Kirk's Monday night record. So as long as it's not Monday night and as long as it's not a primetime game overall, I'm taking Kirk Cousins. He just melts down on Mondays for whatever the reason Mon- is. Monday meltdown. Monday meltdown with Kirk Cousins. The Vi- I mean, the Vikings did the bare minimum to win this game. And by the way, they creeped into the seven spot in the NFC. I mean, what, I, what? I, I searched this on, on my uh, Nexus Lexus Google. I don't think an NFL coach has ever been ejected from a game. I could be wrong, but I can't find it in my quick Google. Search. I, I believe that is correct. And if I were Matt Nagy, I mean, the problem is if you get ejected from the game, what's the problem? There's no problem. I mean, as long as you're not no, punching I, anybody, just go crazy. <laughs> yeah. If you get ejected from the game, it's, I mean, <laughs> you're getting what? fired. You're, you're getting fired. You're getting you're fired showing, anyway. Yeah. You're showing passion. I don't know if our buddy Joe Musso is still in the chat, but how would he feel? Would he feel any differently? And this is a question for Bears fans in general. Would you feel any differently had Matt Nagy gotten ejected from the game? I, my guess is the answer is absolutely not. You might have liked him even more. No, I would. He would slide up my rankings if he was ejected. Yeah. Ahead of Urban Meyer. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> no, no one don't can be crazy. that high. Don't get crazy. I'm trying to look at the – this is awkward. Uh, I went to stathead.com, which is uh, pro football references. Uh, you know, you can sort – you can look up yeah. fun information for the for – the, not for you, for the listeners. Right. And um, I, find it, I find it tedious, so go ahead. Thank you. I was trying to find – Teams who have scored or teams who have uh, produced over 300 yards and under uh, three points or less in a game because that's th- that's what the Bears had until that garbage. I bet it's more than you think. Oh, it's, it's way more than you think, but there's not a lot of modern ones. There oh. are one, two, three, four, five, six since 2019 and three in 2021. Oddly, one is the Chiefs against the Titans. They lost 27 to three, but the last, you knew the last team to do it was what year? Uh, this year. Oh, Steelers. It was no. the Chicago bears. Bears against the, at the Buccaneers. It was the, uh, it was the bears. So the bears have done that. Well, they didn't do it tonight, obviously, because or Sunday night or Monday night, excuse me, because they scored nine points with the touchdown, but the bears are, I mean, there were a lot of spots in this game where as bad as I felt for Matt Nagy because of how, like, I, how poorly the bears were treated by the referees. It felt like that at the same time, like the fourth and one, you know, roll out with Justin Fields and nobody's actually open and all the Vikings knew he was going to do that. And then multiple like muff punts, multiple stupid uh, penalties that, weren't even on the referees. The Bears are a flaming disaster. It is. He was the coach of the year in 2018. Yeah, I think. Through the playoffs twice. Starting to think that award doesn't mean a whole bunch. All right, so let let me circle back to what I asked yesterday. Um, and remind me the team if I can't come up with one. So, the Herb, oh, I know it is. The Texans, Jaguars, Bears. I mean, I think we all agree the Texas job is still last. Is the Jaguars job still number one? Because um, I think Justin I, Justin Fields isn't as good as Trevor Lawrence right now, because they're both they're basically both the same person coming out of college. And if you like Trevor more than then you still I mean, like Trevor's 
Trevor's better than Justin Fields coming out. He's played like crap, but my point is that you might as well just make it whitewash this whole season for both players and start over. The question is, are you farther along next year in Chicago or in in Jacksonville? We both view Andy Reid. We all view Andy Reid as a brilliant offensive mind. If he was told, hey, you have to leave the Chiefs next year and either take the Bears job or Jacksonville's job, what do you think he picks? I think he's going to Jacksonville because of Trevor Lawrence, slight edge, but also the I think the weather might affect his (laughs) decision-making. Just because he likes to throw the ball, you know, and that's a little harder to do in Chicago in December. Uh, I well, first of all, I don't think he would want to replace Matt Nagy, his former uh, mentee. But uh, no, this is a hypothetical. It's not like he's going to call Matt Nagy on the phone. Him. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just, just, <laughs> it's I'm Christmas sorry. time. Don't hurt Matt Nagy's feelings. No, no, I think that Andy <laughs> Reid. Look, the, if you go to Jacksonville, the leash is longer in terms of how much time you have to. Don't overthink it. Just which job are you taking? Jacksonville. It's not close. Okay. That's yeah, I think it's Jacksonville. Yeah. The pressure in Chicago is way higher. You come to Chicago, you don't I mean, Nagy Nagy went to the playoffs his first year, one coach of the year with Mitchell Trubisky, by the way. I think Urban Meyer would would argue that it's much higher. (laughs) Dude last last 13 games. You mentioning that weird stat about the Bears. I did it again, but included their crazy yardage at the end. And it's even rare. Only one time. Since the beginning of the 2019 season, has a team finished with 370 or more yards and scored single-digit points? This was only the second time that's happened in two years. If you look at this box score, you can't figure out how the Bears lost. I mean, they it is 24 first downs to 13. Well, you can't. I mean, you can figure it out, but you know, they <laughs> went <laughs> one and five in the red you zone. See the turnovers. The referees. I know, we, I know we talked about analytics a lot, and I'm not trying to get into it. And I, I don't blame Matt Nagy for any of the decisions he made. But if he just kicked a bunch of field goals, he's probably right there. He tried to. The the kicker, whoever he is, I don't know his name, breach missed the first one. Yeah, and it was pretty straightforward. I mean, there's only so much the man can uh, do. No, that that was that was tipped. One of the Vikings did it go through the uprights? Well, you don't put it on the kicker. Whoa! You don't change your mind about kicking a field goal because it's not like uh, Cairo Santos whiffed it and it, it shanked it far right or or pulled it. You know, like it, it wasn't didn't Cairo go through. Santos is my point. That it is a fair point, but that's not one of five in the red zone, two of twelve on third down. And the Vikings were five of seventeen on third down, which was horrendous too. They had three hundred seventy yards and averaged five point three yards per play to the Vikings three point two yards per play. It was a terrible game. I was so I, I begged you guys in the third quarter to go live, and people ignored me. So I, I just went off and, and meditated for forty five minutes, and I, I it didn't help. If if the Bears convert anything in the red zone, or convert a couple more third downs, maybe one fourth down, they probably win this game. I mean, they well, had- I think that that leads me to this question. Do you feel better about the Saints or the Vikings right now? Because the Vikings should have lost to the Steelers last week. Maybe not, but they let them come back after being up 29-0. And then they should have lost to a Bears team that had 425 people on COVID list, including the entire second. Like the secondary held Kirby Cousins, the secondary that all got called up from uh, the JV squad, not even practice squad, to 87 yards. I'm I'm taking Sean Payton over Mike Zimmer, and I like Mike Zimmer. And – Kirby Cousins tried to gift them a touchdown at the end of the first half when the Vikings were driving down. I know Justin Jefferson got hit on the play, but there was literally no Vikings player within 15 Another yards. bad call by the officials, by the way. It made Kirby right, Cousins right. look terrible. But, Kirby but that, look that pass drunk. gets picked off. The Bears take over. Minnesota's 39. They have timeouts. They have 46 seconds. They do absolutely nothing and then have a 49-yard field goal. Her cousins had 87 passing yards tonight. <laughs> what is happening with this game? These games were stupid. Um, uh, and and 60 of those came in the first half. So he only had 27 in the second half. Let's talk uh, about that playoff picture for a second. Too, because the, the Bears are, uh, you know, congratulations to Chicago fans. You are no longer, quote, in the hunt. Thank you, Jesus. Again, you are the Christmas. second NFC team to be eliminated. You barely outlasted the Lions. Don't no, eliminated. Good. And the, and the Giants are still in it, I would imagine, even though they're the same record, right? Because the Giants are alive. So, okay, let's be honest. You can cut the list off at, at Debo's Eagles because the Falcons are not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Stop it. Stop. No, no, Seattle is who I was going to throw in there. <laughs> Stop. They play. They, um, look, look. Let's let's see what happens if Seattle. Okay, six and well, you eight. can you can include everyone up to pick fourteen. Yeah, Atlanta Giants. out, Carolina out, Giants out, Chicago out, Detroit out. They should have been Give out your, ten weeks ago. I'll even expand it to six. Although I think I the the pie is on my face with the 49ers there in at six. But if you want to change your mind, six and seven. Who gets those those seeds? 
No, just do seven. I think it's just seven. Okay, I was just trying to be. Forty ers have the Texans left. They should handle that. Disrespectful to David Smells, but okay. All right, seven. Who, go, who goes? Nick Casario on his on his headset talking to David Kelly. Apparently, is that true? Do you see that? No. What What was he? Oh, what yeah. did he possibly yeah, be talking to him about? No. So apparently, Belichick. How, how are we going to kill Jack Easterby? <laughs> <laughs> Belichick allowed Casario to be on the headset in New England. But, but he was Tom, not it, a no, no, no. Is, is Tom as long as you're not texting, if you're on the official headset, it's fine. He was the front office guy in New England. To, he yes. wasn't that he wasn't the GM, but he was the front office guy. Okay. But as Tom Curran of uh NBC Sports or NBC uh, Boston points out, like it was a uh, speak when you're spoken to. Like Nick Casario's not on there, like, oh great play, Josh. That was that was a great play call, pal. Um, but now he's on there talking about timeouts to David Cully, like live during the anyway. This is we're not gonna get into the tangent. Point being. I love that Curran got that too. That's hilarious. The seven seed is, I think, where we focus this. And there are, it's Minnesota, New Orleans, New Orleans. I think we keep Washington in there because they're yeah, technically absolutely. alive. Philly, and then Seattle. So there's five teams. Breach, where are you on Seattle and, and, and being included in this list? Uh, I am fine, including Seattle, because it is Russell Wilson, and you don't want to cut out somebody who's literally never had a losing record in his career. That doesn't mean I think they are going to get the wild card spot, but they have the Lions, the Bears, uh, which okay. are very winnable games, and they play the Cardinals and Rams, and those are division right. games. And I'll Seattle's stand, playing I'll division games. I would, I would just leave them in there for now. I don't think they'll okay. make it but i do think nine and eight probably I, get you in the seahawks have a better division have more division wins this year than the 49ers that's crazy all right so give me the seventh pick if i were i would go new orleans if i'm ranking my choices new orleans one minnesota two sorry debo seattle three philly four washington five seattle three wow i'll go yeah, uh Lions and the bears left that team is not good. They have one player who has watched the Bears. They should have won. You sound like me. The Bears are basically the the Seahawks. I mean, they're they're very similar. Seattle will light up that secondary. Justin Fields might. Well, he he has anyway. I mean, look, Seattle's probably not making it. But if Seattle goes, if they does, or the question is, does nine and eight get you in? As the seven seed, I think it will get one of these teams in. But yes, it, uh, yeah. Even but, if yeah. Seattle goes nine and eight, the math might be as such where they don't get in. I mean, the Cardinals um, stink. The, it, Seattle can beat the Rams if it's a hero. Yeah, every you're game. getting ahead of yourself. They got to get in first. Yeah, uh, are they, you just talking about the rest of the regular season? I, I'm saying game. they could go four and zero and finish nine and eight and be all of a sudden in the playoffs. And I'm if gonna, a bunch of these teams finish at uh, nine and eight, you know, if you have a, a, a giant, huge tiebreaker. The team with the best conference record definitely is not the Seahawks. They are two and six. They are pretty much dead shout in the water. Out, shout out to uh, Atheist for the cause. You mentioned that in, in, in the chat and Breach didn't give him credit for it, but okay. I, I don't even have the chat open. There is literally a conference record list uh, up there. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's great. Appreciate the note in the chat, but like there's literally. I'm right. trying to make, the, I'm trying to make the, the fans feel good and hit the like button and you're. you're <laughs> Picking up for breach and and trying to make me feel horrible. Yeah. Uh, and then Look obviously, like button by the way. Well, you see, Washington, <laughs> Washington's at five and three, and so I think that makes them interesting because uh, you know if they just go two and two, well, they can't go two and two because that's not. If they get to nine and eight, that means they are going to be eight and four in the conference. So, I'm glad know. you asked that question, breach. I'm going with the Saints, the Eagles. Washington, Minnesota, and you can put Seattle at the end there. I just, I think, oh, I think these NFC East teams are going to just like beat each other up in a in an ugly way, not like you know prize fighters hitting each other, just you know, sort of like a slap fight. No, nah, or like you know, like, I'm not saying that you know my dad used to send me and my brother out into the yard to fight it out. To, yeah, you know, loser, loser. Winner walks in the house, but I mean, you know, hypothetically speaking, if that was the case, my neighbor was over the other night for a pre-Christmas hanging out drinks, and he said when he he was the youngest of three brothers, and his grandfather. This is back in the '80s. Would they would go in the basement, and his grandfather had to babysit him, and he would sit. The grandfather was sitting this lazy boy, have the youngest one, my buddy, put on pads. They're all lacrosse players, and they would just fight. 
And when they would get, like he said, he had more concussions as a between ages eight and 15 than he did when he played college lacrosse. So it could be like that too. Just take him downstairs and start wailing on him. And look, the 49ers are not guaranteed to get in. They they have they're at the Titans on yeah. Thursday. Well, you said we just shouldn't even include them. I think it feels I, 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 mean, I think it feels pretty good. Yeah, they're 80-ish percent to get in. They wanted uh the Bears to win tonight, and they wanted the Bucks to win last night. Yeah, one out of two, eight. Right, well, then they would have well, no, oh and two. If that had oh, happened, God, if, right. if that had happened, they would have right. a full two games up on everyone well, else. And if, if they get upset on Thursday, that opens a whole different Correct. can of worms. Because then you're thinking, oh my God, maybe they don't make it because they'd still have to play the Rams, and and you feel like the Texans game is a gimme. But well, you know uh, who that'd be great news for breach. Is that Russell Eric Wilson? Eric R. Debo? Get the Eagles in. That's right. But but the Niners are guaranteed at worst a 500 conference schedule because they play the Titans and Texans. So well, we the, the Eagles are right now four and four, and they have all I think they have all conference games, right? I mean, all division games, right? Right. But Washington's five and three, and they have all NFC games left. Well, you can't talk yourself into both Washington and Philly like it's going to be. Well, you it's can't. Got, well, and, and, and that's that's the thing. I, I, Brent, I agree point. with you. I agree with you that the NFC East teams beat up on each other, knocking each other out. So I think that leaves the Vikings I, and the yeah. Saints. Yeah, I think I think those NFC East teams do this like round robin sort of smack around where they end up. Yeah, but all it, all it takes is one team in the NFC to get in the NFC East to get hot. And Philadelphia is playing every team that got hit hard with COVID so far. You know, like the <laughs> Browns lost, the Bears just lost. They had fourteen players, and so now if this trend continues, that means Washington's going to lose because they're missing a bunch of players. And I don't know about Rams Seahawks because they've both been hit by COVID. Debo, I don't want to bring this up, but I have to ask it. Jalen Hurts is coming back from an ankle injury. I'm assuming you'd rather have Jalen Hurts play than uh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. If they feel like he's good to go, he's good to go in my book. What about that? I'll, I'll put the numbers on it. 78% Jalen or 100% Gardner? Um, that makes it. <laughs> I, I take <laughs> I think you probably take 100% Gardner. 70% oh, man. Is, is, is not too high. All right. I appreciate your honesty. Debo doesn't have his blinders on. I was hoping he yeah. would say Gardner Minshew there. No, Don't knock that's... my third-round guy, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> 100 for 78. No, I'm not I'm not taking those 85 odds. to 100? Yeah, it's it might be Gardner there, too. I mean, if, no, okay. if Hurts struggles, I think, first quarter, and you can see that it's injury-related tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised if they went to Minshew tomorrow. So you're willing to put off the who's the quarterback talk if that helps the going back and forth helps gets the Eagles to the playoffs? Yeah, I don't think it's like Gardner Minshew is going to be the week one starter in 2022. I don't All think right. that needs to happen. But <laughs> to get him in the playoffs, I'm, I'm for who gives them the best chance. And unfortunately it. for Debo, one twist with tomorrow Tuesday's games. Pass the aggressive breach. Go ahead. Is that the Eagles cannot be in the seventh seed. Uh, heading into week 16. If Washington wins, it will be Washington. And if the Eagles win, it will be Minnesota. Why does that matter? Well, I'm just saying that he just wanted to be a jerk. They're going to be on the outside. Oh, oh, hypothetically, the season could end like on on Wednesday. I'm explaining the playoff situation heading into week 16. Oh, the tiebreaker. That's that's what we're doing here, right? I get it. Okay. You're just you're That's, being a passive. He's, he, he's peacocking because the Browns lost. But ultimately, if the Eagles finish I just ten and seven <laughs> and the Saints finish ten and seven, or the Eagles finish nine and eight, and the Saints also finish nine and eight, the Eagles get in, right, Breach? Because of that head to head matchup. Wait, if what? If the that Eagles and Saints finish with the same record. Right. I, that makes me feel better. But as long as there's no three way tie, you know, because then that throws things into chaos. Right. Can't wait for the Bengals to lose the first round of the playoffs. Uh, for people asking in the chat, you can hit the dunk button if you want, Brinson. I saw you go in that direction. No, uh, where are the hats for people who won the? Well, you, I saw you mentioned the chat. They're, uh, they're at Wilson's tattoo shop. No, no, no. Oh, what a big... Actually, they I, I UPS them today. Debo's going to get them this week. Oh, nice. That, I wanted to make that clarify that because I thought you mentioned in the chat that uh, I they're at my house. They're no longer at my house. Yeah. The curse has been lifted. Not on Wilson anymore. All right. Let's take a break. Yeah, I, I literally forgot there's another game we had to talk about. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, it's right. actually the better game. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the better game from Monday night. <laughs> Next.
The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So the Browns and, I mean, it's pretty hard to believe that the Browns and Raiders could play a game where the, the Raiders won 16 to 14 and you would walk away from Monday going, man, that was the better of two games, but it was, right? No, that kind was of? actually a fun game. It was fun because... It ended, up, it ended up being a really entertaining game down the stretch, but it was not a... Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you watch, if you missed the first three quarters, you did not miss anything. But credit to Nick Mullins coming out there knowing four and a half plays, and he completed the passes he needed to complete. He had something like forty-seven drops. I think the Raiders' pass catchers dropped about fifty-seven passes, so that part wasn't necessarily attractive to watch. For some reason, uh, Brinson Jr., uh, what's his name? What's the Clemson guy who's so good? Riffro. Oh, Riffro. Oh, he, he muffed like two punts. Like that is that was I, weird. Very weird. Also, but, uh, it happened also, in the Bears Hunter, game Hunter, too. Hunter, Hunter Renfro for the it, Sully and I talked about this in the lead up to it. I was like, man, I really want to take Hunter Renfro's under receiving yards, but I'm petrified by it. Yeah, why he, would you take the under? Because he'd average like 35 receiving yards for the first 10 games of the season, and all of a sudden turn into Calvin Johnson. And I like what Hunter was Renfro. what was the number going into this game? 77 and a half. Hey, he hit the that under. Is okay. High. Did you take the under? No, because I'm a. Fair enough. I mean, Darren Waller didn't play, and he's sort of his go-to guy. So, Zay Jones. Yeah, five targets, three catches, 32 yards. Zay <laughs> Jones was the guy. Nine targets, six catches, 67 yards. Yeah, I hope you take Zay, Zay Jones over. <laughs> Seriously. Um, um, Nick, Nick Chubb, probably the best performer in this game. Although, Nick Mullins was, I mean. 67%. Well, Nick Chubb might have been the best performer. It's like the Browns forgot he existed in the first half. And I know Kevin Stefanski wasn't out there, but when you have your third-string quarterback, you think Nick Chubb is going to get – 40 carries. He got six carries in the first half. Six. And then they're like, okay, you know what? They're trailing though most of the first half, right? They're not they're not down yeah, like 21 to nothing. Right. You know, it's you don't fine. just give up on your run game when you have your third string quarterback running the show. And then the second half, they're like, Oh yeah, Nick. Okay. 17 carries, 79 yards, a touchdown. And it looked right like the Steelers the playing the Vikings with Dalvin Cook. Like they couldn't, they couldn't tackle him. Yeah, like, where was I, that? I would say that I mean, I don't disagree with you in terms of their usage. I mean, obviously that's factual, but it did feel like in the first half, the Raiders defense was getting after Nick Chubb. Like he went four yards, negative seven. Well, they also got after Nick Mullins who couldn't complete a pass in the first half because yeah. uh, everyone was covered because everyone was out sick or, you know, at least had COVID. And I think to breach his point, you just keep running. What's the worst that can happen? You burn time off the clock and you figure it out. And then the you second get going. quarter, they did completely abandon Nick Chubb. Jeez. It was, it was, Mind boggling. And Derek Carr for I, I don't oh my God. I don't mind Derek Carr. Brinson well the cars the Carr family hates Brinson and Brinson probably has has earned some of that hatred, probably not all of it. But he had the fumble when he got his knee twisted off. And I get that. But you, you don't want to fumble there. That led to their first touchdown. I think the Browns uh maybe the second touchdown. I can't remember the the one that no, put put him up 14-13, right? First touchdown. First touchdown. First touchdown. Okay. And then he threw that the world's worst interception. I don't know what he was doing in the interception. Uh, to Zay Jones at the crossing route and, and the um, I think it was Greedy Williams made the play a, a yep. great catch 
that allowed them to come back down, and that was the second the go ahead touchdown that that Nick Mullins threw on the scramble, which was a again a great play by a third string quarterback who had no business being out there because the no first business. two guys were down. So uh, the Browns should have won that game. That is the most Browns loss ever, and we say that every week they lose, but this was the most recent most Browns loss ever uh, because they'd won that game. They're back in the playoff chase. Is that they're correct? In first place in the division. Okay, they're in first place in the division. And breach. That's why breach is peacocking around the last fifteen minutes of this this podcast. The Browns would have been the four seed in the AFC, Ugh. and now they are the twelve seed, like just two spots ahead of the Jets. That is how crazy well, the AFC is right now. I mean, I would say this on the Browns. I mean, the fact like they have they have two of these games. The the game where Dearness, where Chubb and Kareem Hunt were both out, and Dearness Johnson just carried them. Was it a Thursday night game, maybe? It was a primetime game. It was a Thursday night game against the Broncos, I believe. Uh, but that I, you can overcome. No, but I like I think I if this Browns team makes the playoffs, and it is probably not gonna happen, but mm-hmm. but I mean, like, those are these are two like really difficult to win games by Cleveland where they dealt with a lot of but stuff they should have won. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, they should have won this game. They started out punt, 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 missed field goal, punt. And then and, and this is in the third quarter, that, that and then we're goal. leading. That missed field goal was like the first time in recorded history where uh, icing the kicker actually worked. Yeah, because Chase McLaughlin hit it the first time. Uh, the Raiders coach called a timeout, and he went back out there and just whiffed it, and it was horrible. And you could see everybody Brown sideline like, oh man, we gotta get rid of this guy. He's missed like sick as his last 12 field. It's been ugly. Wait, so Bre- uh, Brent, so just so you, you mentioned the Browns and their playoff chances, our guy Steven O's sports line before this game, uh, before the Raiders game, Cleveland's chances 50%. of making the playoffs, 25%. Post-loss, 9.8%. Okay, so dead. Yeah. the the I mean, I, I felt like both of these games were a little similar in the fact that you have Chicago and Cleveland to kind of, you know, these teams are like, oh, what are these fools going to do tonight? They and they folded up, and <laughs> I mean, the Cleveland had more difficult circumstances because of the COVID stuff, and but all the they should have they should have won it. Still, despite it all, they, but, they but I mean, come on my, my point is, the Raiders and the Vikings just let them hang, like had chances to put both games away, yes, and just let them hang around and let them hang around, and then all of a sudden, Cleveland's winning or. I mean, Chicago had the ball with like six minutes and two timeouts. <laughs> if you're watching yeah. on YouTube.com slash Pick 6, you can see the win totals, uh, the win percentages based on Stephen O's latest projections. Go ahead, Bruce. And, and with the Browns, you know, it was it, – they're not playing with house money because they needed to win this game, but nobody expected to win. They had 18 people on the COVID list, eight starters. You're down to your third-string quarterback. So literally, I mean, they, they were panning the crowd the whole game, and the crowd was just like resigned to this team losing – and so it was like, okay, whatever. They're supposed to lose this game, even though they really need to win. But then when they took that 14-13 lead, it was like, oh my God, their defense has been playing so well. They might be able to, to, to hold the Raiders off. And so it was just a crazy dynamic because this was most the craziest Derek Carr roller coaster ride probably of the year. And this was the craziest Browns roller coaster ride of the year where the Browns did Browns things and Derek Carr did Derek Carr things where, you know, he turned the ball over twice and people on Twitter were ripping him and saying, my God, this is what's Derek Carr doing. The Raiders need to move on. And then he leads a spectacular game winning drive to get Daniel Carlson's field goal. It's like, oh, my God, no, keep Derek Carr and get to the Raiders to the playoffs. And the same thing with the Browns where uh Browns fans were just sad the whole game, weren't really vocal on Twitter. And then the Browns took the lead and everybody's going crazy. The crowd's going crazy. And then everybody goes home sad because of this field goal. By the way, I bet if Breach panned his camera around, you could see some little tiny feet feet in the hole, uh, feet in the wall holes where he was kicking the after they went up 14 13. Because he's like, oh my God, the Bengals are going to be out. Because they would have been out of the playoffs. Is that right? No, they would not have been out of the playoffs. It would have dropped would the, like bill. the, the Bills. Season, Bills would have okay. been dropped Bills out. Oh, okay. yeah. Wilson. Um, also, somebody in the chat said, "I can't wait to see Mark Sussler's reaction." Do not tweet Sess about this, please. As a man who's been broken too many times by these Browns, but my point about the two Browns games is more like they've. It feels like they've just been, and we like the under on the Browns because the. Hype had gotten too big, and the total win total. I don't was, know if I like the under. I, I picked him to win the division. What was the over under? It was ten, I think. It was nine and a half or ten. I may have taken the over, but go ahead. I, I took. Uh, there's a path <laughs> to you know to for every NFL team where there's a path where your season, even if 
everything is put in place and get this Derek Carr picture off my face. Uh, even if this, even <laughs> off if this, my face. <laughs> they had a staffer no less. How dare you, Diva? So disrespectful. <laughs> Tiny package. <laughs> Go heels. So th- there's just a path where <laughs> I can't do this. There's a path where staring into your soul. Uh, it's yeah. There's, there's so much eyeshadow that he wears. Uh, quickly, but one thing: no, where, where, your, where your season just goes awry, and it just well, one thing quickly. What, what's going on with Derek Carr's mullet haircut? Uh, he's he's and he's growing out until he wins the playoff phase. game. Emo phase. It's an emo boy. phase for Derek. Okay, I like it better. You please take that off the screen. Um, thank you. Golly, tough to stomach. Uh, <laughs> the the other oh I know um. Oh, oh actually, <laughs> Debo feeling. Bring up Darren too while you're at it. Um, uh, there's a path in the chat. Actually noted that on the so there's a fourth and three from Cleveland's thirty, and I was I mean I was shocked to see amidst <laughs> the whole discussion of analytics and whatnot that it was a Ben Baldwin's bot, and I didn't I haven't looked for anything else, but it was a strongly advised Cleveland to go for it. They had the fourth and three there late in the game. Do we think that they go for it if Kevin Stefanski is 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 coaching? Because in in the moment I was like, "There's no way in hell you go for this." You ran Chubb, you melt the clock down, you punt, you move on. But if they get if they get it, the game's over. Well, and see, this is where one part where it depends on like your statistical formula here because a bot is going to side with going for it because if you get it, you have a hundred percent chance of winning the game. It's not like or 99.9999. Cause I guess you could fumble a, a kneel down snap, but you win the game if you get the first down. And so because of that reward, because it's so high, it outweighs the risk of, if you don't get it, the Raiders are already in field goal range, uh, which doesn't make sense that it's go for it. That strong like, for, and this is where you, but it you actually did, played out there. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, right, 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 exactly. But there's no guarantee that the rate, the Browns average 4.4 yards per play, which is an incredibly low number. So if you take into, I don't think Stefanski would have gone for it with a third string quarterback in the way his offense has been playing. I think he would have punted there. I think Brandon Staley would have punted there unless Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback on the other side. If he was going against Brady or Mahomes or someone like that, he would have gone for it, but... Derek Carr, he's he's punting. He's saying Derek's not beating us. I mean, I I think the well, I, I just think it's a, it's an interesting discussion to have about the because it wasn't the analytics discussion boils down to these like very few v- highly public moments, and it was kind of weird that this one wasn't discussed because I didn't think it was a thing at all. My thought was you obviously punt the ball and stop the Raiders from getting in field goal range. But now here's the and here's the interesting thing. There was over two minutes left, right? There's like I think five it was minutes. Like, two minute warning. When they uh, the, the third down play was run. Feels like uh, right. Years it, the ago. third down play led to the two minute warning. Yes, because the because the Raiders called their last timeout before the third down play, and then right, God, right, and then third and three with two like thirty yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. So Nick Chubb ran the ball with two thirty-one. You get to two-minute warning, and they punted. And let me just say that Nick but, Chubb got zero yards on that third and three carry. No, just yeah. So like, if he gets two yards and it's fourth and one, maybe they think about it. But three yards just seems. But but so here, but here's I think this is the interesting discussion about if you'll indulge me. Uh, I will a little game theory. I will begrudgingly go ahead. You need a theme song for the game theory. (laughs) Is it? I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. uh, Like uh, was the uh, no whammies? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pressure luck. Pressure luck. (laughs) Pressure luck. The pressure luck theme song. Um, If if you go for it and don't get it, and you're up uh, fourteen to thirteen. What do the what do the Raiders likely do in that situation? And by the way, the, the Browns had, I believe, all three timeouts. They probably run it three times and kick the ball and then dare you to go score with Nick Mullins. Is my that, that's sort of my point is like if you punt it, you're probably gonna sit back in some kind of preventish defense and the Raiders are gonna be aggressive. It's funny you say that because our buddy Josh Edwards, who I do the mock draft show with on Tuesdays, or CBS 
huge Browns fans said Jeremiah Usukormo allowing Foster Moreau to stay in bounds on that final drive. And Foster Moreau ended up getting like three or four or five extra yards yep. and getting the first down. It was like it second was crazy. He managed to get out. Like it was like he was suddenly invisible and then they it, pushed him out of bounds. And those yards add up, but he only need to get to the what ended up if being. If you tackle there. him in bounds, it's another like 10 or 12 seconds. Exactly. So that that didn't help. And, you know, I would imagine the the math doesn't account for that. Uh, oh, that player is not going to tackle that player. Uh, so be sure to, to factor that into your 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 math equation. And um, Breach, I will say this. Daniel Carlson, credit that guy. He had the first one pretty good. He had the second one after the timeout even better. Pure, pure A. Right down the he, middle. I mean, he had a huge game. And it, he used to play for the Vikings. The Vikings have all these kicking problems. They dump him. He goes to the Raiders, and he now he's for like two weeks, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and now he he's just loving life. He he had a huge game. That was I think he had, he had three field goals. Um, but yeah, you said it. he nailed both of those in that second one. Like there was no question as soon as it left his foot, yeah. every, everyone in the stadium knew it was in. Nobody was cheering anymore. And you mentioned um, like the the ice and the kicker finally worked in the previous game we talked about. I mean, I'm fine. With- no, it finally worked at halftime of this game when oh, they got James McLaughlin. I'm fine with. Coaches doing that because that's literally your last resort, short of doing a Matt Nagy and going out there and just running to the field and stealing the football. So yeah, call it, see what happens. Maybe and especially it. if it's at the end of the half or end of the game where there's you have no other use for these timeouts, then mm-hmm. like why not? So yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. But Prince, I do think that is interesting. Uh, your game theory, but I feel like the Raiders were somewhat aggressive. I mean, Derek Carr will throw the ball, but they, but, they, but like those guys, they would not have been aggressive if you'd given the ball. To them at, um, I think they would have tried to get one first down. I don't know. At the, but also maybe they don't pass because then they don't want to risk taking a sack. They would have run the ball three times, kicked the field goal. It's 16 14. And you, and and I think that's like, I don't, but we don't know if that's factored into the analytics. And then, and then Nick Mullins has to, uh, a game winning drive. No timeouts. Time no in, timeouts, though. If he got the ball back. Yeah, I guess you had no timeouts, right? Yeah, but you had. Two, I mean, you had a minute and forty-five seconds or something. Maybe a minute thirty, absolute minimum. The By the 90, way, ninety seconds to go down and drive in in field goal range and get your get yourself a shot, as opposed yeah. to watching Derek Carr carve you up with Zay Jones and then sprint off to the sideline, super happy. Debo is getting absolutely demolished in the in the chat. He asked, "Do you guys like the the game theory discussion?" And it has been an emphatic yes across the board. Go Tar Heels! <laughs> he made it come out of his nose, Debo. Well done. Did not see that coming. The other thing I'll say, though, is there's no way Mike Prefer was going to make that call because if you go for a fourth and three when your team's winning and then you lose and uh, you got a text message from Kevin Stefanski when you get in the locker that says, hey, man, don't show up for work tomorrow. You're done. I I just thought it was interesting. I saw the tweet from from this. I saw the tweet from the bot. He said in 2021. But like my initial reaction was obviously you punt. And when I saw it it was like plus 8.8, I was like, that's crazy number. I do, I, I do think in hindsight, if you, and you have to think through this on the sidelines, it's really difficult to do. Maybe, maybe you go for it. If you don't get it, hope the Raiders don't score and you just, they're going to run it three times and kick. I mean, that's just what they're going to do with an, also an interim permanent head coach. So the Browns are toast. Are the Raiders alive? I'll give you, uh, see if Debo has it. Um, the seven to seven. The Steven O numbers are Las Vegas before the game. Their chances of making the playoffs, 7.3%. Afterwards, 14.9%. So that's still behind the Steelers and obviously the Ravens, um, ahead of the Browns, who are at 9.8% now. So right. we've talked about this ad nauseum. So let me ask you this What would be the craziest plausible AFC playoff scenario? I think the Browns could still win the division. Is that correct, Breach? Yeah. There's a path. That would be crazy, I think. At number twelve, yeah. So like Browns, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I guess Browns, be, Dolphins, Raiders, Steelers. Well, the Browns have to yeah. play the Packers this week in five. But he's days. asking for the craziest, so I'm giving I, him. Yeah. the craziest. Well, I think the craziest would be the Steelers 
winning the division after all the crap they did this season. Shut up. They should be the Whoa, whoa, whoa. Scroll back up. I've been getting trolled by Dolphins fans. The Dolphins are seven to one to make the playoffs. Maybe the Dolphins getting the playoffs would be crazy because they started one and seven. No team that's been one and seven has ever made the postseason. That feels like a bit long for a team. That well, Brinson just called them frauds yesterday, so I don't know if he's on uh, board yeah, with that. Brinson, you get a bet on the fraudulent Dolphins? They are, I need them to lose this week. They're mad at me. Now, I will say the Dolphins have the fifth toughest remaining schedule because they play the Titans, Patriots, and Saints. I've already beaten the Patriots, the Saints, and I realize I'm arguing against myself here, but the Saints have Taysom Hill, <laughs> and the Titans are maybe for all trash team. right now. Yeah, not great. I mean, that's. I do think somebody's gonna have to get the ten wins though. So it's the question is, because nine and eight probably not gonna get in, right? Not with every t- nine. And eight. Eight. I think you have to have ten to get in. When you have the four through eight teams at eight and six, who only just you need four of those five to go two and one and that means the worst playoff record is 10 and seven and the Ravens and Bengals play each other this Sunday so one of them is gonna be at nine wins and so makes it even more likely that whoever wins that game gets the 10 wins the Bills and Patriots are playing each other let me ask you this I don't think the Steelers make it I'm predicting they beat the Chiefs this week just because I love the idea of Titans Chiefs back to back but does Tomlin's uh, streak of having a Going eight, uh, 500 or better, continue this season. He's 7 6 and 1. Chiefs, Browns, Ravens remaining on the So he only needs to win one game, right? One game. Can he do it? Yeah, yeah, they'll get one. They're getting one. And it's going to be next week. Chiefs have a little COVID thing popping up, too. Travis Kelsey, Harrison Bucker. Harrison Bucker. Oh. When you got got two, if you got two starting players dealing with COVID, there's going to be some. Let me ask uh, you this. Would you rather be without Harrison? Uh, targeted testing is what we're doing now. Would you rather be without Harrison Bucker or Travis Kelsey if you're the Chiefs right now? Uh, tr- uh, Harrison Bucker. Breach. What? Travis Kelsey just had 191 yards. yards and two touchdowns. Should have had three. I'm just asking. You might need to kick a game-winning field goal like you did with uh, Daniel Carlson and Travis Kelsey ain't kicking a 48-yarder twice. I mean, they'll find someone to bring in, but I definitely, you know, like, I don't want to be missing either. Hey, Wilson, let me ask you this as a Steelers fan. Would you rather have Andy Reid kicking field goals or going for two every, or going for uh, two every time and going for every fourth down? When you ask that question, I visualize Andy Reid literally kicking (laughs) the field goals. (laughs) I mean, punt pass. I would love, punt pass, champ, champ. That's right. I think it was like 40, maybe 50 years ago. No, it must have been 40 years ago. Um, Yeah, obviously, you want Andy Reid going for two every time, but. You do? Uh, I, I don't mean, want Andy Reid. I don't. I want Andy Reid being as conservative as possible. If I'm a Steelers fan. Oh, I thought you meant if he was. He was just my coach. No, no, no. I'm saying if you want as oh, a yeah. Steelers fan, I don't. I think you want Bucker out there. Yeah, no, that's right. I, I took it to mean that I, he was my coach and I could, I could dream. What, what about the Raiders or Broncos getting in? Because they no. play each other this week, no. and the winner will be at eight wins. Teddy Bridgewater's banged up. Oh, we no, we're, we're, have, talking, we're talking about the crazy scenarios, right? We didn't mention. We Raiders saw how Drew Locke played in the final two yeah, quarters. But, but Drew Locke could, Drew Locke is the perfect type of chaos agent to come into the AFC playoffs and just no, like, get have, a, have, a, have a ceiling game out of nowhere, light up the Raider, Raiders defense isn't that good. Drew Locke can light them up, and all of a sudden the he Raiders. He's not a chaos agent. He's the guy you put on Drew the Drew Locke is the definition of a chaos agent. He's a, in the sense that you put them on the Chiefs at 10 and 4 and they miss the playoffs. That's yeah, the kind of chaos. chaos and, you know, man. we keep talking about this Colts Titans stuff outfields, you know, just because the Colts have to finish a full game, but like Titans losing the 49ers feels like a definite possibility. Sure. And, yeah, they're dogs. And then the Colts winning on Sunday, now they're tied. And then Indiana needs to win, beat them by one game or the final two games. But you mentioned that they have to sweep, right? No. No, the Titans have the sweep. So Indianapolis has to finish a full game. Right ahead right. of the Titans. That's what we talked about yesterday. This, play, yep. this, this podcast needs to be renamed. There's a path. <laughs> There's a, yeah. There's Make a it path. Funny. Make no, it I mean, fun of me. It's, it's still possible for the Titans to finish as the one seed or the Titans to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Like that's neither, neither of those outcomes are out of, out of the realm of possibility. Right, let me give, let me give you this. You can have Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Vegas, Miami, Cleveland, Denver. If you want, you can take any team you want. Or basically the field as I've defined it, or the Bills to make the playoffs. What are you taking? The Bills. Everyone the below the Bills or the Bills? Yeah, you go. You can go as far down that list as you want to go. Okay, okay. I, I would take. I would. That's a. That's a. That's a. 
it's very bizarre that you're not like have no interest in gambling, but make the, a good gambling. Line. I, the, I Bills, have, <laughs> the Bills play the Jets and the Falcons, and, exactly. and they've been beating up on bad teams all year. They don't. They did the not. Whoa, 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 whoa! Have they been beating up on bad teams all year? They did year? not look good against the Panthers. And yeah, they lost won by Jaguars. seventeen points. I guess uh, the Panthers. No, 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 believe me, I was sweating. My chair was full of sweat because I had the Bills max bet in minus. And by the and way. Half. Breach this same team that you're talking about dunking on terrible teams. They lost to the Jaguars team that was coached by Urban Meyer, who wasn't even paying attention during the game. They, they lost did. nine to six to the Jaguars. They can lose to anyone. And they they beat the Dolphins, so they have the tiebreaker over the, and the Dolphins. The Dolphins were one and seven. They swept to the Dolphins. To the dude, look, the Bills are a the Bills are problematic for the Bills. They the Panthers the Panthers were using PJ Walker as a kicker tryout in in pregame warmups. <laughs> right. And the Bills needed a fourth and two conversion to win by 17 and cover. And I mean, they, 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 should, they should beat that crap team by 50 points and they, they barely did it. You mean like the Colts beat the uh, beat the Bills when they scored 41 The on Bills them? are 6 and 1 against teams that currently have a losing record. So I'm saying that Who they lose are, to? Are, are you going to be picking are you picking against them when they play the Jets or the Falcons? I yes. agree with Breach. I would okay. take the Bills because I, they have they have two bad teams left on their schedule. But the Bills have lost to the Jaguars and did not look impressed. The last four weeks of the Bills have not been impressive. But also, they can just almost make this a moot point by just beating the Patriots this week. That's a big ask. That is a big ask. Sean McDermott's in his feelings. Yeah, that's the problem when he plays the Patriots. He, just, he needs to pretend he's playing the Dolphins or whoever he can beat. I mean, it was it was Pats, and then he got his head twisted around. Then it was mm-hmm. at the Bucks against Tom Brady, who's, you know, whatever. They didn't show up and in the first half. His old team, Carolina, and then it's – now it's like the Pats again. This guy's tilted. All right, the two teams that we started this conversation with because they played tonight, the Raiders and the Browns, they both have the same record. Which one of them has the better chance to make the playoffs? Goose egg. They're not going. But who has the better chance if you had to pick one? The, the Browns, because I want them to knock the Bengals out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. Oh, ah, Bengals coming back, Jarvis. I mean, they, the Bengals have struggled against the Browns. If you're listening on, on iTunes or Spotify, please go to the 59, 59 minute mark, 59 <laughs> seconds, and go look at this graphic that Devo just put up. On YouTube because it's. When did you even find the time to make this? Because I said I don't think the Eagles going to make the playoffs. It's Andy Reid at the punt pass kick competition. It's even grammatically correct with that little dash. It says normal size human and John Breach, and it's Andy Reid and this little How old is he there? It's 1970, I think. So he must be. This is 1971. 71. years. But like he's in the same competition as this like child. Like Andy Reid looks like me. And John Breach in looks this like Breach. No, it looks like my son. I mean, my seven-year-old son. Well, worth noting, your son Robbie, who is seven years old, is taller than Breach. <laughs> Victor Garcia says we finally found the picture <laughs> of Breach in college. Oh, oh, what a big jam! Wallace took it in his hands and said, "Up, up and away!" It is. It is noteworthy that you were making fun of our buddy Sean Wagner McGuff on Twitter because he's done with law school for the right. break, and he said, "I'm not going on YouTube to get dunked on," which is Breach's life as we sit here. Should we call Sean until he answers after the pod's over, or should we do it on the pod? That's up to Devo. Devo's busy making that graphic. He might want to break. Devo, can I call him on? Uh, I mean, it would have been funnier when we talk about the Bears. Will it? Will, yeah. it, will it? Will it come in audio wise if I call on Skype on this? I don't think so. Yeah, Skype is not going to work. It's a different. We'll set it up for later. Don't ruin what's been another one. When the Bears fire Matt Nagy, we got to bring him on. There you go. We'll bring him, Musso, Fornelli, Snyder. We'll bring them all on. They're all Bears fans. Then hang hang up on them. So the the Browns have the – they're at Packers, at Steelers, Bengals at home. By the way, Debo, tweet that out from the Pick 6 account because that that shouldn't be wasted. That, that 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 will do well. The Raiders are Broncos at home at Colts, Chargers at home. I, I don't think. Well, I mean, it's a question worth asking. And I was, no, no, it's for sure. Yeah. But the Raiders, I can't <laughs> handle Derek Carr winning three games to close out the season to be in 10-7 and in the playoffs. By the way, the the, like, the, 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 commenters <laughs> in, the commenters in the chat mentioned they would love to have there's a path hat, which just sounds pretty good. They well, would what, also, what a t-shirt that says there's a path. There's a path. They would also love not normal-sized breach on a hat or a t-shirt. <laughs> With those, that picture on it, with that normal size breach, would be 
I would I would pay forty dollars for that T-shirt. <laughs> oh my God. Andy Reid. I would wear a sweatshirt. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hoodie. That would be fantastic. That's something to. The Raiders close with the Broncos, Colts, and Chargers. They're not winning three straight, right? How did we not talk to get Sean on this call? By the way, yeah, because he ducks all your calls. He blocked your number, Brinson. He's watching. I didn't want to be the person to have to tell you that, but he blocked (laughs) your number. Fine. (laughs) Thought about him following it tonight. Um. Okay. (laughs) The Bengals. Yeah, they're gonna win the AFC North, and that's all we're talking about for like a week until they get knocked out of the playoffs. Um, anything else that we need to talk about? No, because we'll be back here in 20 hours talking about oh two more God. games. Do you guys have you seen the AFC North standings today? Who's in first? The Cincinnati. I'll tell you what, text me a picture of those oh. AFC North standings. Text me yeah. a, a, a link to an illegal stream for uh Seahawks Rams because apparently it's not, gonna be on, it's not nationally televised. What is this? Well, that means we can't talk how, about it. How do you move? Two games to Tuesday, and gotta, not just gotta grab someone's Sunday ticket password, Brenton. I well, I thought we were safe moving to YouTube TV. How do you not move one to five, like one's on Fox and one's on NFL Network? Makes no sense. Because Fox wants that that cash. What cash? I don't know. I don't want to talk about this now. We'll talk about it tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Complain about it. When it happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Good show. Branson, Reach, Wilson. Bye. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.